Welcome to the Outcomes Rocket Podcast, where we inspire collaborative thinking, improved outcomes, and business success with today's most successful and inspiring healthcare leaders and influencers. And now your host, Saul Marquez. All right, Outcomes Rocket listeners, welcome back once again to the Outcomes Rocket, the show where we focus on improving healthcare outcomes and ridding ourselves of duplicitous work that creates inefficiencies. Today, I have an outstanding guest on our show. His name is Joe DePinto. Joe DePinto is the president of Specialty Solutions at Cardinal Health. Joe DePinto spent the last 28 years bringing life-saving specialty drugs to market and helping patients with complex diseases access advanced care. As president of Cardinal Health Specialty Solutions, DePinto leads one of the fastest growing businesses within the Fortune 15 ranked Cardinal Health. His role and roles have included commercial leadership positions at Johnson & Johnson, Lilly, and Dendron, Sunasis, and Abraxas Oncology. He holds an MBA from Farley Dickinson University and sits on the National Board of Directors for Healthcare Business Women's Association. This man has obviously done a lot in healthcare and he's been in the business for a long time. But what I want to do is open up the mic to Joe to maybe round out that intro and just give you a little bit more info on himself. Joe, welcome to the show. Hey, Saul. Thanks for having me. Really appreciate the opportunity to talk to you and your listeners. Absolutely. And it's a pleasure to have you here. I know you got a busy schedule, so glad you could join us. So the one question that I love to ask all of the guests here, Joe, is why the medical sector? Everybody has a unique story. What's yours? Yeah, so uh, for me, I've always been, even from a young age, extremely scientifically curious. Science has always been something that I found fascinating. Mm -hmm. I had uh, this interest through college. I was really fortunate right out of college to get into healthcare, and uh, I was drawn to the field of oncology. And the complexity of that science was always really, really just interesting to me. I've always sort of had the approach of letting science drive my areas of interest and some of the choices I've made throughout my career. And the other component is really the patient impact, right? So science Mm -hmm. and the patient impact have really driven me towards the market of medical segment marketing. That's interesting. And so you had this love for science that just drew you straight in. Out of college, you broke in. And fast forward to now, Joe, it's almost been three decades. You've got a lot of experience under your belt. You've built great businesses. You've helped patients get better. What do you think that a hot topic today should be on every medical leader's agenda? And how are you and Cardinal addressing that? Time flies when you're really having fun, Saul. It doesn't feel that long, but I guess it really has been. You know, for me, when I think about a top that's really hot right now, especially at Cardinal and and in the specialty marketplace as a whole, it's looking at the transition to value-based medicine or value-based care. It's really impacting the healthcare ecosystem in a way that changes perspective. For instance, from the physician or the healthcare practitioner, historically, these folks have been paid an amount due to the services they render to patients, whether that's labs, whether that's scans, whether that's services they provide on a visit. And historically, that payment has been delivered in that fashion. With value-based care, they're transitioning more to an outcomes-based 
yes. uh, service. And that's being driven by the Medicare Access and CHIP Reauthorization Act, or MACRA, and it's been driven by CMS, right? And physicians have had a period of time, and healthcare practitioners have had a period of time to get ready for this. They've had several years to prepare, and we're on the cusp because in 2019, a lot of this will go into effect. And um, when you think about that transition to value-based medicine, it's causing manufacturers and physicians to think differently about how they enter the specialty marketplace. So for instance, on the physician side, it'll lead to substantial changes in how they practice medicine going from sort of a fee for doing something to value-based care. And what they'll have to do is they'll have to really gather information and data and be able to report that data to CMS. We recently did some market research with physicians in the specialty arena, and it was in the oh, oncology really? space. And in that oncology space, we found 16% of the physicians that we polled felt like they were really uncomfortable and may even merge with a larger practice to handle some of those data requirements. And 27% said they were unsure how they were going to continue to manage that transition to value-based care. So it was really interesting, deep customer insights and market research. We were able to find out on how these oncologists were thinking about value-based care. So that's the provider side. Yeah, that's super interesting. And so with these increased requirements in order to get that reimbursement, it's definitely a challenge for, for healthcare providers everywhere. And so as we think about these things changing, Joe, can you give the listeners an example of how you and uh, Cardinal have created results by doing things differently? Yeah, so in sort of the challenges out there of these data requirements and value-based care, how we at Cardinal have looked at it as how do we be a resource for our customers, not only on the physician side, but also on the manufacturer side. So let's handle the physicians or healthcare providers first. Sure. We continue to deliver ongoing education about the regulations and the implications to the practices and how they manage their day-to-day. -day. This education is being delivered in the form of peer-reviewed articles, editorials, webinars, and live training sessions. We've also taken a look at our technology platform that we have here at Cardinal and some of the analytical tools on data gathering and how do we help our practices utilize those tools to gather really important information that best positions them and their practices for what's coming to prepare metrics and reporting requirements to the government. So that's one of the ways, uh, several of the ways that we've sort of handled the provider or physician side. When you think about the pharmaceutical companies, because they're also thinking about this as they continue to look at their existing brands in the space and new brands, we're putting workshops together so that they have a greater understanding of the implications of value-based care. We're also very active in some health economics and outcomes research. One of our groups here at Cardinal does a lot of that work because we're uniquely positioned to have access to some of that data and some of the physicians that be able in patient cases and things like that. And looking at real-world evidence because it's not just simply the work that's in the phase three clinical trial, to bring value-based care to really fruition for the manufacturers, we really need to have access to real-world evidence, health economics, and a good understanding of the value proposition that their brands bring to the market. 
Joe, this is really fascinating. And it sounds like you guys are, are really putting a ton of investment in education because it's constantly changing, right? Every year, a new part of CMS comes into effect and a new part of reimbursement changes. And as a healthcare provider, how do you get this information? And so uh, the message to the listeners, if you don't have a way to keep up with this as the system continues to change, consider checking out the resources that Cardinal has in order to be aware of the changes. You know, it sounds like they're doing ongoing education through webinars. Take advantage of those. And are they free of cost, Joe, for the providers? Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, we, we really focus on making sure our customers have the latest and greatest thinking, you know, the benefit of being a Fortune 15 company and, and, and having resources to make sure that our customers are, are aware of some of these uh, opportunities and some of the challenges and how do we overcome. There's a macro resource page on our website at Cardinal Health. So we'd ask you to go there and uh, our, our vital source GPO has a lot of activity in this area for our physician practices. Thanks for calling that out, Joe. And so what we'll do, Outcomes Rocket listeners, is uh, when you go to the show notes of this episode, you'll be able to go to outcomesrocket.com slash Joe. And you'll see all the show notes. And along with the show notes, you'll find a link to the macro resources page, which uh, I'll be sure to get from you, Joe, before the show is over or actually after the show is over. And so we'll be sure to provide that for sure. So thank you for sharing that. My pleasure. Can you share with the listeners how potentially you've made a mistake or failed? Uh, I feel like we oftentimes learn more from our setbacks. Can you take us to that moment and let us know kind of what you took out of it? Listen, in 28 years, I've made a lot of decisions, some good, some less good. And I agree with your thoughts on the fact that you learn more from some of your challenges or failures than you do from some of your successes. Let me bring to your attention something that here at Cardinal we did. Earlier in history, we as a group here at Cardinal underestimated the importance of the specialty marketplace. We sort of underinvested in the area and uh, we pay for that. We are one of the smaller of the major players in this space. But it's interesting when we course corrected, it gave us a unique advantage. You know, I always say I don't mind being the third player and, and working my way up because I'll know what it took to get to number one when we get there. Mm -hmm. And I'll always be able to understand how to navigate through that. But as we looked at the market and some of the challenges and coming late to it, we haven't built sort of the infrastructure that other companies may have that are already in place and set in stone. And, and there's a benefit to that, especially in the dynamic specialty marketplace that we work in. It's evolving. So we're not stuck in this paradigm. We're not stuck with the infrastructure way of thinking, and we're able to be a bit more nimble. Now, you always say, wow, nimble, Fortune 15 company. Yes, you can be nimble. As long as you understand the market, you understand what your customers need from a value proposition and how do we best position it, especially as a later player to the market. So that's an example of saying, hey, maybe we should have invested earlier, 10, 15 years ago in this area. But when we decided, we went full in with investment. We went full in in understanding the marketplace, understanding our customers, but we didn't come with the baggage of an infrastructure and this is how you have to do it in an ever-changing and dynamic market, there's some benefits to that song. That's really great, Joe. And the message that I get out of that overall is just, it's all mindset, right? Because you could have easily said, hey, you know, our infrastructure is not there. 
I think we really need to divest. I think we need to get out of this business. But instead, you said, you know what, this is a strength. And kind of like, I think of like Africa and China in some areas, Joe, where they've actually skipped the entire wired telephone business and just gone straight to wireless. They're nimble and they've been able to get there. And in a similar way, you guys have done that in your division. So kudos to you, number one, for having the mindset to look at the opportunity instead of the glasses half full. And uh, yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's really fascinating now you're poised in a position of advantage because of what you could potentially have seen as a disadvantage. That's sort of the plan. That's outstanding. And so as we took a look at the darkness, let's take a look at the light. Can you share with the listeners an example of one of your proudest leadership experiences to date in the medicine field? You were very kind to me in the introduction, and I've been fortunate enough in 28 years to work for some great organizations, including some major pharma companies and some small biotech. So when you come from my perspective, I've been employee number 23 at the startup biotech who had to unload the dishwasher, do the press release, and talk to the investors. And I've also been one of 50,000 employees at a large company. So I've had some good experiences and some good successes. Early in my career, I had a unique opportunity to be involved with a company called OrthoBiotech. I was one of the first people that worked at that company in the sales organization. Mm -hmm. The brand we had was Erythropoietin Procrit. It was a small product at the time. And this is the late 80s, early 90s, right? Mm -hmm. And we were out there and what I really learned a lot about this group of people in this company is that outstanding people with a product that can change the way healthcare is given for a specific population. I had good support. We delivered as a team really strong results and unbelievable growth. We worked hard and it was challenging the environment, but it was very much a team-oriented environment. We worked as a team. I often think back on those days and say, gosh, am I ever going to work on a team like that ever again? Because I worked my way up there. I was there for 16 years. I worked my way up in that organization. And when I left, I left as the VP of sales. I went to take a global marketing role. And I look back on that job and I go, at one point, I was one of the people sitting in the sale as a salesperson in the audience. And one of my last things I did was a national sales meeting when I was on stage in front of 500 of those folks. And that's the unbelievable business we built. What I learned from that is the importance of good people in the organization, diverse teams, focus them on what's important, which is the customer and understanding the customer intimately and being resilient. That's the things I learned in there that I take everywhere I go. And they, they took a young guy early in his career and I learned a lot. I was a sponge um, and I worked really hard to, hopefully deliver strong results. And that really shaped me. I always look at that as a, a success in my career. What a great story, Joe. And as we take a look at, at, you know, both manufacturers, providers, and every stakeholder in the industry, one of the biggest challenges is definitely getting the right people on the bus and burnout, right? Avoiding burnout. What tips would you give to the leaders listening to the show for getting the right people in the bus? Yeah, so I am a big, hey, listen, there are a lot of competent people in the world. I I look at three buckets, right? Competency, I look at trust, and I look at loyalty. And for me, at this point in my career, I look at the people that I know are overflowing in competency. And as a team, we want to build trust and loyalty within each other, right? We want to make sure that 
the sum of the parts is greater than the individual components. And that's how we look at our team. You don't get me wrong. We work really hard here in specialty and we have a fast paced environment. It's, I always say it's not for the weak or the light of mind. However, we have a lot of fun too. And you have to keep it fun. Otherwise you get that burnout. We sort of try to make sure that we mix that achievement with the celebratory fun component of it. And when we overcome those challenges, we celebrate them. And by the way, when we fail, we don't penalize people for failure, but what we learn from it and we try to avoid doing that again. That's sort of how I sort of manage the lack of burnout. And there's some people that'll tell you the speed in which we move at, remember, really dynamic market, we have to move at that speed. For sure. Yeah, that's a great takeaway, Joe. And so Outcomes Rocket listeners, make sure you keep that competence and focus. Make sure you have that trust and loyalty and always be having fun. Find a way to keep it sharp. Find a way to keep it exciting. And Joe, you know, I've met one of the members of your team, John Crowley. What a great guy. Talk about a loyal and trusting gentleman, somebody that I respect very much. And so I think you're doing a fantastic job with the people that you have on your team. John's an outstanding leader and he's done a great job for us. Absolutely. And so, all right, here's the next question for you, Joe, that I always like to ask. So what's an exciting project or focus that you guys have going on today? So when you think about specialty products and as they continue to come out in the space for uh, patients that are really sick and debilitated, it's not enough to just get the product to market. They need to have wraparound services that typically a hub would put together. We're really excited about our hub services that we provide here at Cardinal through our Synexus hub and providing our pharma clients with an opportunity not only to have their medications have wraparound services, prior authorizations, but also provide them with data. Now, it's interesting. When you think about data, you talk to manufacturers, they say, oh, I've got enough data to choke a large animal. We're not talking about volumes of data, but what we do at Synexus and with the technology platforms that we have is we try to help our manufacturer customers take that data, synthesize it to actionable forms in which the brands can then make decisions about how they best utilize that data moving forward to satisfy their patients. So we're really excited about the better work we're doing with that technology platform and what we've invested there at Synexus. And we believe the hub service will become more and more important in specialty, especially as value-based care continues to evolve. So that's been something that we've spent a considerable amount of capital investment and time on. And we think a lot about it because you talk about our business is unique because we have the healthcare practitioners as a customer and we have manufacturers as a customer. When we're making our recommendations on actionable data, we take that chief commercial officer, that head of marketing as the end all user of data and how do you make it actionable for them? That's a fantastic project, Joe. And as the listeners, you know, so many people have efforts to better digest this data and make more informed decisions with it? Uh, Are you using big data? Are you you taking into application machine learning? And so the encouragement that I will give to the audience is as you're looking to make the most out of your data, it's best that you collaborate and work with others that are doing the same thing because what you're going to learn is going to be much bigger than you do by yourself. And so I'll also include information on Synexus on the show notes. So you have a link to visit that so that you have another inroad to make 
it a possibility for your organization to use these technologies, which are going to be the future. So Joe, this is a fun part of the, of the interview that I love to do. It's basically, we pretend we're making a medical leadership course on what it takes to be successful in medicine today. It's the 101 or the ABCs of Joe DePinto. And so <laughs> I'd like to write out the syllabus. And to do that, I'm going to need your help. And it's going to be a lightning round. We have four okay. questions. I'm going to ask you those. You give me a quick answer. And then we finish it up with a book that we'll add to the syllabus that we'll recommend to the listeners. You ready for that? You got it. Awesome. All right, here we go. So what is the best way to improve healthcare outcomes? For me, it's follow the science. Medical innovation leads to treatment of complex diseases that in the past were not treatable. Awesome. What is the biggest mistake or pitfall to avoid? Clinical results are not enough in a value-based care environment. You'll need outcomes, cost-benefit analysis, real-world evidence all come into play. Fantastic. How do you stay relevant as an organization despite the constant change? Growth. Growth is the lifeblood of every organization. Understanding intimately those customer needs and where the market is going. Take advantage of the position you have and how you navigate that changing environment to bring value to all the stakeholders along the value chain. Excellent. And what is one area of focus that should drive all else in your company? For us in specialty, it's always the patient. We put the patient at the top of the pyramid. If you do the best thing for a patient, the company will do well, the shareholders will do well, everybody will do well. So when we have a difficult decision to make and we're unsure of something, we say, what's best for the patient? Outstanding. And what would you say the book is, Joe, that you recommend to the listeners? You know, it's interesting. I'm a big reader and I love Michael Porter for competitive marketing strategy. I love John Maxwell for leadership. I'm reading a cool book. Actually, John Crowley and I were talking about it. And one of my other sales leaders, Dan Duran, recommended it to me. It's called Never Split the Difference. It's a book on negotiating. It's negotiating as if your life depended on I'm just almost done with it. And it's interesting because it's done by the author. His name is Chris Voss. He's okay. an ex-FBI chief negotiator. So it really blends negotiation principles and real world examples where at the end of the day, you can't say, all right, I'll take half because half is a life, right? So it's sure. really an interesting perspective and it makes you think differently about negotiating. And you don't have to be in sales to negotiate. We all negotiate on a regular basis. That's huge. And, and so there you have it, Outcomes Rocket listeners. This course is, is awesome. I would take it if you offered it, Joe. It's uh, follow the science. Clinical results are not enough. They're important, but evidence is key. Keep growing and understand your customers intimately and put your patients first. And finally, make sure that you read Never Split the Difference by Chris Voss. This has been huge. I know I definitely am going to get emails about this, Joe, and this conversation has been a lot of fun. And so what I want to do before we conclude is just open up the mic to you one more time and just share a closing thought and the best place that the listeners could get a hold of you. Yeah. So Saul, thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. I had fun too. Uh, it's always great Good. to talk to a guy in, in healthcare who really knows his stuff. So I think it's an exciting time in healthcare. The specialty marketplace is evolving daily. We have innovation and scientific breakthrough and making progress in diseases that we struggled with for years. Genomics, immuno on, immunotherapy are all leading significant progress to help patients with debilitating and life-threatening diseases. Value-based medicine is here to stay. We have to focus our needs on how we continue to bring breakthrough medical innovations that deliver strong outcomes and make economical sense. 
The specialty ecosystem will continue to evolve, and I believe the team here at Cardinal Health is well positioned with services and our provider area, as well as our manufacturers for our clients to navigate the waters of healthcare and the specialty size that continues to change. So Saul, thanks again for having me. I've really had a good time. Absolutely, Joe. And what would you say the best place for the listeners to get a hold of you if they wanted to? That's easy. It's joe.depinto at cardinalhealth.com. Fantastic. Well, there you have it, Outcomes Rocket listeners. A fantastic session with Joe. And, and I just want to thank you, Joe, for, for taking the time to be on the show. I think this conversation will definitely lead to some connections and, and some you know, thoughts that lead to better patient outcomes. So I just want to say big thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening to the Outcomes Rocket podcast. Be sure to visit us on the web at www.outcomesrocket.com for the show notes, resources, inspiration, and so much more.